Welcome back to the Born to Prosper Essential Guide Series and super excited to be with you today in episode 11. Today we're having a look at how your thinking works. We're concluding our prosperous thinking section in our series and I trust that you've learned much and received much over the last few episodes. Again, like I keep saying every single week, remember we're on this journey of getting our stinking thinking to become prosperous thinking. For as a man thinketh on the inside, so are they on the outside. So if you think you can or you think you can't, you are right, as Henry Ford said. And I want to say to you right now that the process over time, we had a look at the fact that we have to condition our minds positively over time through repetition. Our conscious, our subconscious will eventually spill over into our body, which will produce the results on the earth. But your conscious has the ability to reject negative thoughts and open up for positive, as well as your subconscious can't reject what the conscious feeds it. If you keep giving your subconscious mind negative thoughts from your conscious mind, you eventually end up developing negative habits or negative patterns and that manifests in your body and other negative or positive and so we had a look at that over the episodes that have been in the past and I can't wait to be with you today. We're going to talk today about how your thinking works. I'm excited to be concluding this section of the Born to Prosper series. Get ready for the final countdown. Drum roll please. I'll see you on the other side of this. Well, episode 11, how your thinking works. I concluded the last episode about telling you about Dr. Maxwell Maltz, and I just wanted to start off and just lay a bit of a foundation today as we get into this final episode of this part of the series. Next uh, part of our series, we're looking at prosperous faith. We're going to be covering things like prosperous order, bringing order to our finances, our faith life as well, how to understand believing, trusting God for, you know, He's supplying all our needs according to His riches in glory. Great things lying ahead. We're looking at our prosperous value, how to increase your value, to increase your income. We're going to look at a lot of things lying ahead in the series. It's still waiting ahead. Can't wait to be with you for that. But Dr. Maxwell Maltz, he was the founder of what I spoke to us in the last episode about cybernetics. And cybernetics is the science of control and communication in the animal and some machines. And it's because both biological organisms and some machines have sensors that measure deviation from a set goal. We had a look at the thermostat, the autopilot, and we said that what he discovered was that people tried to change, but they invariably gravitate back to this autopilot setting. Now, if it's set negatively, sadly, they go back to negative, and if it's positive, they go back to positive. So this, this man who was a doctor, but he wasn't a doctor of psychology. He was a doctor of uh, plastic surgery. He was actually a, a plastic surgeon. And what Dr. Maxwell Maltz found was that he had so many patients, beautiful women, you know, attractive men, besides people that might have needed, you know, cosmetic surgery because of accidents or because of, you know, sort of medical conditions. He said in general, he found that people that came to his uh, consultation rooms to change something on the, on the outer, their face or whatever it is, they, they wanted to cut themselves or they wanted to improve something, some feature on them. And when he actually would sit and speak to these people about, you know, why they wanted to change something on the outside, he actually found that the problem wasn't on the outside at all. This is the problem was actually on the inside, the way they thought about themselves. And most of the times, we looked at the fact that our last episode as well is that you're not born with a self-image. But he found that most people that wanted to do, not everyone, but most people that wanted to do plastic surgery was because of a low self-image on the inside. There was a wrestle, a battle on the inside. 
And remember, as a man thinketh on the inside, so are they on the outside. And he found that there were such pretty women or good-looking guys, and there was actually no need for any cosmetic surgery. But because of their thought life on the inside, they, they wanted to cut themselves. And we've seen so many examples of people that many of these uh, you know, um, Hollywood movie stars or actors or actresses, how they eventually they cut themselves once and then twice, and they're not satisfied of this and not satisfied of that, and eventually they cut themselves again. And after five or six operations, I mean, it's just amazing to see um, you know, what kind of person they actually end up becoming. And they look totally, you know, different from what they actually are. And they, on this continual uh, conveyor belt of, I still don't look good enough. And eventually they end up destroying themselves physically because of all these surgeries, because actual fact they're battling with some low self-esteem on the inside. Remember, you're not born with a self-image. I was sharing with a, the church a while back as well is that research now shows that one of the most dangerous apps you can give to a girl, especially between nine and 12, is Instagram. Now, I don't say this to criticize the app. I use it. I don't say this to criticize plastic surgery or people that have had it. I'm not anti-cosmetic surgery. I'm not anti-anything because if I'm anti-cosmetic surgery, then I must be anti-dentist and I must be anti. I'm not anti-anything. I'm just saying to you what this, this man has discovered, Dr. Maxwell Maltz, that led him to eventually becoming a one of the world's top uh, you know, speakers on psychology, and he never studied psychology, but he discovered this whole path of psychology through plastic surgery. But getting back to Instagram, and what, they, what researchers show now is that when young girls who hit puberty go into Instagram and they see these images of you know, developed young girls, 18, 20, 25 models, and their physiques are formed, their, you know, their body parts are fully developed, and they've got these curves, and they've got these perfect skins, and all this kind of stuff. What they found was that when these young girls between the ages of nine and 12 look at this and they are going through their, their, you know, their, their uh, puberty and they're starting to, uh, their body's changing, they're eating their monthly cycles, et cetera, et cetera. And what they found was that these girls were so um, disappointed with their own looks and self-image because they kept comparing themselves to these perfect girls and you know, with filters as well. I mean, what is a filter? A filter is something that just, it filters all the blemishes away. And that's often what plastic surgery is trying to achieve is to pull back your face and often tell the church that if you have plastic surgery, you're just going to walk around with a permanent smile on your face because they pull your skin back so much you've you got a permanent uh, you know, smile on your face. And again, I, I don't misunderstand what I'm saying today. I'm not criticizing all these things. I'm saying that we live in this world of comparison. And the Bible says, Paul says, you know, he who compares himself among himself is not wise. And so the life of comparison is so you know, more probable today because of social media. We can see perfect pictures and perfect images, but yet the person's life is not that perfect image. It was just, it was a snapshot in a moment. And now the video has continued, their life has continued. They might even be in a bad space, but the image they portrayed was of a positive image. And you look at that positive image and you think that's what their life is like. And you're going through a bad thing and your, your life is in a mess. And so we live this up and down, yo, your life. And I, I'm, I'm outspoken about this because I was on a, a journey of discovery over the last while, even writing this book and getting research and content of why is this young generation, that, this Gen Z, Gen Y, uh, why is the suicide rate so incredibly high? And I believe it's very often because of this unfulfilled self-image that we think we have to be someone that we're not. We think we have to look a certain way and we think we have to you know, stop eating or eating disorders eventually develop because we think we've, people have called us fat and people have called us ugly. And remember, we've discovered now 
that no matter what a person says about you, you have the ability, not easy, but you have the ability to reject whatever a person says in your conscious mind. Because if you eventually meditate on, you know, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad, you're fat, you're fat, you're ugly, you're ugly, whatever it is, you're stupid, you're stupid. If you keep meditating on that, your subconscious mind goes, all right, you're telling me all this time I'm stupid. Okay, we're stupid. Let's let the body produce stupidity. Let the body produce negative. And that's all the way a man thinks. And so it's important we understand this because as we talk about how your thinking works, your subconscious mind has been equipped with intellectual factors such as reason. You're able to reason, intuition, gut feel, the world will, will call it, perception, you can perceive things. Your will is, you know, I will or I won't. My memory, remember I took us back in a previous episode, I took us back to grade one and then took us ahead in our imagination to an Hawaiian island and then your imagination. So we want to focus our attention on our reasoning factor to better understand how our thinking works. So your reasoning factor gives you the ability to think for yourself. I mean, that's what an animal hasn't got. An animal can't think for itself because it hasn't got a free will, it hasn't got a reasoning factor that it can control. A human can control that. And that's why we make animals you know, roll over and, and, and parrots whistle and birds do this and cats do all kinds of things because we can control that. But sometimes we, we are unable to understand. We also have to control our own reasoning and intuition, perception, will, memory, and imagination over time. So your conscious mind is divided into two reasoning factors. And whenever the mind wants to reason, it will, it will reason from these two viewpoints. Number one, deductive reasoning, which speaks about your environment, or inductive reasoning, which speaks about choice. So we're going to talk about our environment in this episode. Remember our deductive reasoning and our inductive reasoning through choice. So your environment we spoke about in our previous episode as well determines our results. And if you want to, you need to change your environment. If you've got negative friends or you're living in a negative place, you're living in poverty conditions, you'll end up producing children that'll think poverty is normal. Now you might be saying to me, but that's easier said than done for you. You know, you sitting uh, in a world of X, again, that's your, 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 your sort of criticism of somebody who is uh, maybe ahead in life is also part of our thinking. We have to be inspired by people that are ahead of us and say, hey, you know, I'm not going to accept that poverty is my, my, my lot in life because Jesus in, in Luke 4, 18 and 19, in Luke 4, 18, he said, for the spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor. So the gospel is a message of, you know, poverty eradication. The very first thing Jesus ever preached on, he, he challenged poverty. He said, hey, we're not, we're not going to camp here. John 10, 10, I've come that you might have life and might have it in abundance. Then people said to me, yes, but, but you know, Pastor Aiden, that's spiritual abundance. Well, then you must be spiritually blessed. Whichever way you want to physically, spiritually, it, whichever way you want, whichever side of the coin you want to view that as, I want to say to you that money answers all things. I mean, some people get so spiritual or so religious, you know, we're going to spiritualize everything. But go to a restaurant tomorrow and go and have a meal and then tell the, the, the waiter you want to pay with prayer. Tell them you want to pay with tongues. Tell them you want, to, you, want to, you want to pay with a prophecy and see how that bill gets paid. No, it gets paid with money because money answers all things. And remember, we've looked at over the last few episodes as well that prosperity is not money. It's a mindset governed by principle. The law of Sitam and Alvis, the law of dominion and control. So as you sow, you shall reap. If you sow little, you reap little. So if you think bad, you're going to reap bad. If you think good, you're going to reap good. It's a principle. So when it comes to our reasoning, deductive reasoning our environment. So deductive reasoning is how your mind will deduce or come to a logical decision through environment. So remember we spoke about sitting around the table with your parents 
haven't got any money, haven't got any money. And so eventually we, I go, well, that's just who we are. We haven't got money. We don't have money. So if you grew up in a very positive environment, when your conscious mind was in a deductive state, you'd automatically become the benefactor of the positive environment you were surrounded by. So remember, we also looked at earlier that all uh, success is learnable. All success is taught. And so people are not better than you. People have just been taught how to do things and that you can also learn how to do. Why? Because the only reason why they are doing things that you don't know how to do is because all successful people have been taught to be successful and so can you. All success is learnable. So you can learn reading books, going to places, meeting new people. You can improve. Remember, I always say that the only reason why you are frustrated is because you've run out of information. And if you get new information and you apply it, you can, you're going to solve many more problems. So we're talking about environment, our deductive reasoning. We want to talk about how the mind works. How does our thinking work? And, it, and when it comes to deductive reasoning, you can deduce, you can come to logical decisions like, well, I can't. That's, that's a choice. It's a, it's, a, it's a mind choice. It's an environment of a time of I can't or I can't. Uh, but I want to see the result before. No, you have to start believing you can. And as you allow your mind to be in a deductive place of, of environment of, of positive reasoning, it'll change. So if, you're, um, if your conscious mind was in a deductive state and you grew up in a negative environment, you'd automatically become the benefactor of all the negative uh, energy your senses came into contact with. And we spoke about, you know, sitting around the table or money or whatever it might be. Um, this negative environment comes from many sources, people, media, television, radio, and even loved ones. It passes directly through your conscious mind, maybe we spoke about that, and causes you to feel or act in a like manner, your subconscious mind. So sometimes you go, oh, I don't feel like going to gym. It's not, that's your subconscious speaking, because your conscious knows, hey, get up off the couch and let's get exercising. But your subconscious is where your feelings lie, and it's been programmed over time not to go to gym. So... It's in a place of habit now, remember? And, and people form habits and habits form futures. So a person who's continually in a negative environment and whose consciousness is in a deductive state will quickly become a product of that environment. And when you see someone who has a poverty mindset in finances, you'll often discover that the person grew up in a home or environment where money was always spoken of as a struggle, always lacked. So when the child becomes an adult and they find that the they reason or come to logical conclusions in the same way about money as their parents did due to their minds being formed like that through the environment. So therefore, we have to begin to change the environment our mind is in into a positive, prosperous environment over time in order to reason differently than our parents did. So research shows that children who were raised in a home with overweight parents have an 80% likelihood of being overweight themselves. Their reasoning when it comes to food and nutrition will be ingrained in them through the environment of, in the same bad way that their parents lived. That is why when Jesus preached his very first sermon, as I mentioned earlier, he discovered a community of people who believed or reasoned that their destiny was one of poverty, lack, and struggle. So until they, weren't, until they were not told or exposed to a different environment, they would remain the same and raise children to think and act the same. And Jesus says this in Luke 4, 18a, which I quoted earlier, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to, bring, to preach good news to the poor. So what he was saying was that for a poor man to change, we must begin by telling him that he can be blessed and that his life can change. And that is good news to a poor man. This is still true for many people today. They do not believe or know that they are born to prosper, and so they remain in lack or struggle. Perhaps you can relate to this or might be thinking that's exactly how I was raised. And although you might have been raised like that, 
Remember, you know, your environment can change. So the good news is that uh, even if you're brought up uh, and, and in that environment, it can change, but that you were given this book, that's the good news. And you've continued uh, listening and reading up until this point, if you haven't read the book yet, which means that you are serious about bringing change into your life. So let me assure you today that you'll see positive change very soon because of the principle of seed time and harvest as you sow positively into your conscious mind. You are sowing time to seek out new revelation and God will reward you with answers and open doors. That's why I want to congratulate you and say, come on, we're not going back now. Paul the Apostle said, forgetting which is behind, I press and I lean to everything that lies ahead. And so the second thing when it comes to reasoning is inductive reasoning. That speaks about choice. So remember, we're talking about how your mind works, how your thinking works. So your thinking works through when your mind's in a deductive state environment, it picks up everything around it. The subconscious picks up and it eventually you become that, your environment. You become like the people you hang out with. You become like the conversations your parents or grandparents had. And same with positive. But when it comes to inductive reasoning, that's your choice. You see, your inductive reasoning factor is your thinker. It is referred to in some circles as the critical or analytical factor. This is the part of your personality that separates you from the rest of the animal kingdom. It gives you dominion over your world. When your mind is in an inductive reasoning state, it can uh, reason through choice. It is no longer a victim of circumstances, but a victor through choice. So remember, when you were a baby, if you were in a negative environment and you come out of an abusive home, gender-based violence, which is a fight we are fighting and we have to eradicate, it's because very often men that are violent or, or, or show these signs of aggression is because their father most likely was like that. Not in every case, but very often the environment was like that. They, they saw how their father abused their mother and now they end up abusing their own wives later on because of the deductive reasoning of, of environment. But when it comes to inductive reasoning of choice, we now have the ability to make a decision which can override that negative environment we might have grown up in. So it's, it's no longer a victim of circumstances, but a victor through choice. Your inductive reasoning factor allows you to consciously assess the circumstances and options it faces and make a choice to filter out the bad and hold the good. It can choose to say, I hear what you say, but I choose not to accept that statement of fear or, in, or limitation over my life. You see, when properly developed and applied, your inductive reasoning factor will turn you on and turn you into an excellent channel for creative energy to flow through you. Your inductive reasoning factor can collect a series of thoughts constantly. When these thoughts are brought together, they build creative ideas, ideas that can change your old conditioning and build your world more beautiful than you previously could have ever imagined. Remember Proverbs 23, 7, for as a man thinks on the inside, so are they on the outside. So you must, however, properly plant these creative ideas in the treasury of your subconscious mind and the part of your mind that transforms every impression that enters it into physical form. So scripture tells us that the invisible Jesus, who was with God at the creation and foundation of the world, became visible to us over 2,000 years ago. John 1.14, the A part says, and the word became flesh and dwelled among us. So the inductive reasoning factor, it also meant, it's also the mental tool that can see the unseen through faith, belief, and hard work, bring it to life in the natural. So we're talking a little bit about, to, to conclude this section this, in this, this part of the, the series, is that when you look at choice, you can say, well, you know, my, my, my father, my mother, the government, my, my past, my childhood, I didn't go to school, no education. That's all environment. That's deductive reasoning. And that can become a negative place. And you can gravitate back to it all the time. 
But when you come to inductive, that's choice. I'm going to say, okay, I know what my past was, but I'm now going to intentionally choose to start seeking, knocking, asking positive content, surrounding myself with people that stretch me, seminars, books, online courses, not watching Netflix just only, but I'm also going to take time to educate myself, get new information. And then you go into a place of inductive reasoning where eventually you start to see things you never saw before. Your mind becomes creative, creative ideas. I often say to the church that, you know, heaven is the invisible place of God's rich ideas, meaning that there are things that you haven't seen yet, things that you haven't taken hold of yet because you simply haven't taken time to think. And as a man thinks, so is he. And that's why I say to you as well, you know, in Ezekiel 37, can these dry bones live? Dry bones hear the word of the Lord. He prophesies to the dry bones, and the dry bones eventually, the rattling of the bones, sinew, skin, and the bones stand up, and there from a place of death comes life. Jesus, you know, goes into a tomb, Three days later, God's spirit raises him from the dead. Unseen becomes seen. And so that's how your thinking works. Deductive reasoning through environment, we can camp there. Either positive or negative. And if it's negative, you can change it through inductive reasoning of choice. I can choose to say, hey, I'm not accepting that. I'm changing. So I want to say to you as well that if you feed your conscious mind with understanding and knowledge, the Bible said, you know, in all you're getting, get understanding. Uh, And that eventually is going to produce faith in your subconscious mind. And if you can understand that, understanding and knowledge in your conscious, positive, eventually will develop faith in your subconscious and eventually it'll produce peace in your body and you'll produce positive results. On the other side, if you fill your conscious mind with worry and doubt, it filters into your subconscious mind as fear and it produces anxiety in the body, stomach ulcers, you know, all these different things. Uh, you have to go depression, all these things, you have to get medication for this and it eventually it produces negative results. So I want to say to you today as well, you know, the Bible's very clear that Jesus said in Matthew 6, 31, so don't worry about these things. What will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things will dominate the thoughts of unbelievers, but your heavenly Father really knows your need. So let's surround ourselves with positive, positive environments. Is it, is it possible? Well, with man it is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Amen. So I want to say to you today as well that I want to declare over you today that you are a prosperous thinker. I mean, you're prosperous in your thinking. I want to declare over you today that you're a thinker of good and prosperous thoughts on the inside that are busy causing your outside world to be good and prosperous. I want to declare today that you're not a copy of the behavior and the customs of the world, but you are renewed daily by God's word to cause your life to line up to God's will. I want to declare over you today that you are busy fixing your thoughts daily on what is true, honorable, right, pure, lovely, and admirable. And I want to declare over you today that you are thinking thoughts daily that are excellent, worthy of praise. And as you keep practicing and focusing on the good and prosperous thoughts in your life, you're going to see incredible, incredible change. Hey, this podcast is purely one of the tools, one of the ways in which I can add a little bit of value into society to help people to stay in a positive environment. And I want to say to you again, stay true to this course. If you haven't, if you've listened to these episodes, then listen to them again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Don't slack off now. Don't grow weary while doing good. For in due season you shall reap if you do not faint. Share this episode. Share this series with people. Say, come on, I'm learning so much. Get yourself a great book. You know, if you read 10 pages a day, you can cover 300 pages a month. And if you cover 300 pages a month, you can do 12 books a year. If you, I tell you right now, if you get all that new information into your mind, into your thought process. God's going to take that knowledge, understanding and knowledge, 
and the power of the Holy Spirit is going to activate it. You're going to be at work. You're going to be driving down the road. You're going to be sleeping or dreaming. You're going to be on holiday. You're going to be at work, wherever it is, at gym. And bam, God's going to pop an idea into your mind and that you've never seen before. But it's a combination of what? You seek, you knock, you ask, and God says, I will open, I will give, I will bless. So come on, my friend. I'm super excited for you. Thank you so much for continuing to uh, be with me in the series. I'm committed with you. Can't wait to be with you in our next episode as we're going to go into our next session, our next segment of Prosperous Faith. Hey, listen, this is only getting better, and we're going to leave the best for last. So have an amazing, amazing week. And remember, as you think on the inside, So are you on the outside. Have an amazing, amazing week. Be blessed.